You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Looking at, at what it has to say and just practical applications for life and for ministry in 2019. Um, I'm also going to be sharing with you guys what I've been reading, which is a book called Groundswell, uh, which was written by Brett Davis, but we'll come back to that because first we're going to jump into chapter 12 of Romans and, and see what it has to say. So Romans chapter 12 uh, opens up with a calling to to serve as a living sacrifice to God. Now a bit of context, we know Romans was a book uh, written by Paul who former to encountering God and becoming a follower of Jesus was known as Saul. Uh, Before that he actually persecuted the followers of Jesus. He was uh, a Jewish religious leader and and they were all about upholding the Torah and all of the the tiny little laws. And we know that the church of Rome that Paul's writing this letter to was made up of of Jewish people but also Gentiles, which were just non-Jewish people. So they were clashing and there was a bit of biff going on. Um, In our context, in our day and age, it's like if our church was split down the middle, half blue supporters, half maroon supporters, there'd be a bit of biff, a bit of clashing. And yeah, I've got that. As you can see, we all know that the the Jewish Maroons would be stronger, more dominant, and then there's the non-Jewish Blues supporters, but that's all right. We're all on the same team. Um, So to paint a picture, that's what it would be like. That's what the Church of Rome looks like at this point in time. That's why Paul's letter to the Romans was intended to unite everyone in their pursuit of of spreading the gospel and, and telling people about Jesus. That's why when Paul constantly talks about the body of Christ and being one, it's a bit of a slap across the face for the people within the church of Rome. He's trying to tell them, like, don't worry about what you need to eat. Don't worry about all these customs. Stop arguing about whether you should circumcise your kids or not. Just do what you've been told to do and just follow Jesus. Um, So Paul starts off in chapter 12 explaining what it means to be a follower of Christ and what it looks like to love your brothers and sisters in Christ when he calls the church of Rome the body of Christ. He says, For just of each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Paul starts off by stating that all the people within the church of Rome are one body in Christ. And they need to act in service not only to each other, but also to God. He's trying to tell the people in the Church of Rome that it doesn't actually matter if if they've got different interests, different passions. Maybe half of them are Blues supporters, half of them are Maroon supporters, but that's all right. He's saying we're all separate parts of one body and we're made to serve Christ. So the first point we're going to be going through is called serve where you are. If you're writing notes down this morning, one, I'm very honoured, but two, the heading for our first point is serve where you are. And the next little nugget of scripture is what we're going to be focusing on mostly. It's Romans chapter 12, verses 6 to 13. And that's where all the good stuff is, all the juice. So if you've got your Bibles, crack them open to Romans chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse 6 and just run through and end up at um, verse 13. So it says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness, do it to others, do it gladly. 
Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them and always be eager to practice hospitality. Awesome. So we can see here so clearly that what what Paul's trying to say to these people within the Church of Rome, what he's trying to establish uh, is that they need to serve where they are. He's calling each and every person in that church to serve within their giftings, serve with what they're good at doing and in accordance to the body of Christ. What he was saying then to the people in the Church of Rome and what I believe he's still saying to us now is that whatever you do, do it well and do it for the glory of God. He's calling people to serve where they're at and serve within their giftings. A guy called Ralph from Village Church, which is just down the road in Burley Heads, recently spoke at one of our um, night services and he said, when you're chasing God's calling and you don't have the specific, just do the general. And that's what Paul's saying right here. This is like the little formula. Paul's giving us all this stuff. He's saying, if you do this, do it well, do it for the glory of God. And this is the general. Um... Paul's saying in these seven verses that no matter what your giftings are, no matter what your job is, no matter where you live, no matter what you do, you can be on mission for God every single day of your life. And I know at least for myself, I asked God the question so many times, like, oh God, what do you want me to do with my life? And I was waiting around, I was waiting for a burning bush or the audible voice of God or just some miraculous sign and God would unveil my whole life's plan to me. Um, Unfortunately, it never actually happened. Um, But the amazing thing is, is that in this scripture, Paul's saying, you don't have to worry about the big picture right now. You You don't have to fret or worry about what your whole life looks like. He's saying, just focus on doing the little things. Just do what you're doing, do it well, and do it for the glory of God. A good friend and actually one of my bosses, Nick Penman, Adam's brother, rang me up a while ago when I was preparing for this sermon and he said, oh, do you want a good quote to chuck in there? And I said, I said, yeah, sure. And Steve knows this quote. It's, you can't steer a stationary ship. You can't steer a stationary ship. And that's so true. If you're, if you're sitting around all day and you're so worried about being in the centre of God's tiny little dot of a will or you're waiting for a burning bush or, or an audible voice, you're sort of like wasting your time. And, and the chances are that um, you're actually wasting away the giftings you've been given, the opportunities in front of you and what God's got in store for you. And most of you will probably know, last year I did a couple of things. I did an internship with Christian Surfers Australia called Sea Salt, which was a surfing internship that took me around Australia. We did a trip to Indo, which was sick. We did a bit of Bible college. Um, so that was sort of just a, a surfing internship and a year to focus on, on growing my giftings and growing in my relationship with God. I also interned here at Burley Church of Christ with Steve, so I was just making Steve coffees 24-7 in the office. Uh, that was my job. Um, but before coming into both of those things, I was so confused about what to do. I had, I had no idea exactly what God wanted me to do. Um, but what I did know was that I had a passion for Christian surfers. I had a passion for hanging out with amazing young guys like Abe and taking them surfing and taking them skating. And I had a passion for Burley Church of Christ. Um, and at that point in time, I was so confused. I was like, oh God, what do you want me to do? Like, just tell me, just give me the audible voice and I'll go and do whatever you want. Um, but at that point in time, actually what I needed was just to take a step back and, and look at my passions, say, what are my passions? What are my gifts? What has God placed in front of me? 
and just realised that there was actually fruit in what I was doing. Um, and it definitely wasn't easy. There was times in the year where I had 30 cents in my bank account and I was eating meagering breakfast, lunch and dinner, um, <laughs> as most 18-year-olds do. Um, and there was times where I questioned what I was doing, like, God, why am I here? Both my surfboards are snapped. I've got another trip coming up. I've got 30 cents in my bank account. What the heck? You told me to do this. Why have you abandoned me? Um, but God blessed me through that. Like, there was amazing times where just money would come out of places and, and good friends just gave me surfboards and, and God really blessed me and he always came through. And even though at some times I felt abandoned or I felt like God, I had just making a bad decision, um, in retrospect, I can really see how God was just guiding me and shaping me into where I am today and who I am today. And coming into 2019, I'm just amazed with how blessed I've been. I've got an awesome apprenticeship with Anne and Wayne, who most of you will know, and also working with Nick and Dale Penman. Um, and they're all amazing guys and even better builders. So to learn from them and to work with them is really a privilege. And I'm coming on as a youth worker one day a week at Burley, uh, which will be awesome. So it's just really been amazing to see how God's blessed me through being obedient to him and just following his calling. And like a year ago, it would have been so easy to just go to uni and, and mum was saying, oh, just go to uni and you can defer. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I love you, mum. Um, but like, it would have been so easy to just chase after money or just sort of try and forge my own path. But I really felt called to this stuff that God wanted me to do. And it's just been amazing coming into this year to see God sort of bless me uh, through that and, and have some amazing things in store, which has been awesome. Um, so if you surf, do it for the glory of God. If you're a teacher, teach for the glory of God. If you're a builder, build for the kingdom of God. If you're a magician, if you're a health representative, if you're a mining engineer, if you're a fitness instructor, do it for the glory of God. God wants to use your passions and gifts for his glory. If you're good at encouraging people, do it often. If you have the wealth to, to give to others, do it generously. Paul's saying we're all called to do mission right now where we're already at what we're already doing. So if you're a surfer, it means ministering, ministering to surfers at your local break. If, if you're a teacher, it means witnessing to people in your workplace. Each and every one of us is called out to serve where we're already at. So what's a practical example of this? How does this play out in real life? Uh, one incredible example of someone who simply served where they already were and something amazing came out of it was Brett Davis, who you saw before. Um, he was the writer of the book Groundswell. For those of you who don't know, he's not only the author of that book, he's the founder of Christian Surfers, both within Australia and internationally. Um, Brett lived in Cronulla during the 70s when the surf culture was a, a raw sort of grassroots movement of free-spirited people that just love surfing and love adventure. Um, and surf cultures sort of changed over the years. I think back then, uh, from stories I've been told and from things I've seen, surf culture was pretty loose. It was affiliated with hippies and, and drugs and alcohol and all that sort of jazz. Um, but Brett saw a problem with this and he saw a lack of godliness within the surf culture and he saw a lack of good community. And that's why he decided to make a change to that. And in 1977, Christian Surfers Australia was launched. And Brett was willing to do ministry where he was already at and use his gift for God's glory. And something amazing came out of that. And the beautiful thing is that I believe God wants to do the same thing within each and every one of us here this morning. He wants to use our gifts and our passions for his glory. And he wants to bring something amazing out of that. 
So what are your giftings and passions? Something you can write down if you're writing down notes or just take away from this is to ask yourself, what are your giftings and passions? And how can you use them for God's glory? Oh, there it is. The second point we're going to be going through is growing your gifts. Um, and the second thing we can take out of this scripture and out of the book Groundswell and something that I've learned in my last year of life um, is that it doesn't just stop at realising you have gifts, but you actually have to grow those gifts. Um, I believe that my passion and, and my calling is within CS leadership and, and here at Burley, but it can't just stop at realising that you're a leader or, or that you've got these amazing gifts. You actually have to grow them. Uh, because you can be a leader and be leading people in the wrong direction. So it doesn't just stop at realising you're a leader. You actually have to, and for me it's something I've learned, I have to grow in my ability to lead people and ask myself, where am I leading people? Am I setting a good example for young guys that look up to me and other people like Tricky and Ned? Um, and like Paul is saying in this scripture in Romans, he's calling us to nurture our gifts and to care for our passions and to care for our ministries and, and want to see them grow. The scripture isn't just calling us to sit on our bums and do nothing and say, oh, well, my gift is eating cheeseburgers, so I'm just going to go to Macca's. It's not saying do that. Um, and for Christian surfers, imagine if it had to just stop there. Imagine if it just stayed with a couple of guys surfing their local break, going and having some food after, maybe do a Bible study. It would have just ended there, but it didn't. Because these guys knew that there was a world of surfers out there that didn't know Jesus, and they wanted to spread the message of the gospel to all the surfers in the world. They wanted to grow their giftings. Christian surfers started out with just Brett and a few teenagers surfing their local break in Cronulla and doing Bible studies. However, from there it grew to more and more people and people began to jump on board and say, oh, this is amazing. And people started establishing different CS communities in all parts around Australia, even the Gold Coast. Here we got some of the OG CS crew. Adam will know these two. That's Dale and Sandy Penman. Adam's parents and um, yeah the funny thing is is that my mum actually went to CS back in the day and came to know the Lord and grow in her faith through Christian surfers so it's just funny how through the faith of of this one man bread and through the faith of the original CS crew that my mum came to know the Lord and now I'm a CS leader and it's just funny how God does stuff like that and and just amazing things come out of people being faithful to God's calling. Brett recalls how amazing things came out of what they were doing only because they were ordinary people trusting in God to do extraordinary things through them. Fast track to now, Christian Surfers is an international, interdenominational organisation spanning across more than 35 countries. It's safe to say that thousands and thousands of people have come closer to Jesus through the work of Christian Surfers internationally, simply because one man was available to God and wanted to serve where he already was and use his gifts for God's glory. Another question you guys can write down and something that I wanted to challenge you guys with coming into 2019 is to ask yourself, what are you doing to grow your gifts, to nurture your gifts and to use them for God's glory? What are you doing in 2019 to grow your gifts and to use them for God's glory? The third point we're going to be going through is God's call to go. See, the calling still doesn't just stop there. It doesn't stop at realising you have gifts. It doesn't stop at growing those gifts. It stops at realising that God is still calling us out. Um, 
And sometimes it's not a popular message within church, but sometimes we need to know that when God calls us out, it's actually going to cost something. Um, it's not going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. That's a, that's a popular church message in some places. Uh, oh, man, being a Christian is the best thing you could ever do. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but it's actually not all sunshine and rainbows. You can ask any, anyone in here. Um, and it's not a popular message, but it's actually going to cost something. Um, like I said, this scripture in Romans isn't inviting you to, to go to Macca's and eat cheeseburgers with your mates and say, oh, my gift is eating cheeseburgers. No, it's not. It doesn't work like that. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says to go and make disciples among all nations. And I believe that God is calling us, yes, to use our gifts and talents, but to go and make disciples in all different parts of the world using our gifts and our talents. If that's surfing, it means surfing for God wherever he calls you, anywhere in the world. Going back to the first thing Paul says in chapter 12, it's a command to be a living sacrifice. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. God is calling us to offer up our gifts and our passions and everything we are to him. If we truly want to follow God with everything, it means submitting our gifts, submitting our passions, submitting our dreams, everything we are, everything we want to be to him. So where is God calling you? In 2019, as we come into this new year, you can ask yourself, where is God calling you? To wrap up, our first point was that God is calling us to serve where we're already at. Where are you at right now? Where do you work? What are your passions? What do you do every day? And how can you use those things for the glory of God? Our second point was to grow, to grow in our gifts, to nurture our gifts and our passions and to better them for the kingdom of God. How can you grow your gifts for 2019 and use them for God's glory? Our third point is that God is still calling us to step out into the unknown. God wants to use our passions and gifts for his glory, but sometimes that means stepping out. Sometimes that means it's actually going to cost us something. God wants to use your gifts and passions for his glory, but will you let him? I'm just going to pray now, and then I think Steve's going to come up after, and he's got something planned. Uh, dear Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that um, we can come here and join in your name, God, and, and worship you and listen to what you have to say. Um, I thank you that you spoke through me this morning. I thank you for the message that you've given me. I just pray for everyone, God, that, that as we go out into 2019, um, they can realise what their gifts are, Lord, and they can use them for your glory and they can grow in their giftings and nurture their passions and their dreams and, and use them for you, God, and submit everything for you. We thank you for this morning, Lord. We pray that as we go out into the next week, you'd be walking with us and you'd be doing life with us and, and we'd be growing in our faith to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen.